Hey, everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 431. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm Dijeron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Ichigo, filling in because Mako-chan has a <coughs> little bit of a cold, so we're going to let her rest today. You say cold, I say she she became a finalist in the B. Arthur sound, look, sound like contest. Oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> she's got to get in those five packs. <laughs> oh, she's going to kill me for that one. <laughs> yeah, she's going to kill us all. No, actually, she's going to kill me first because I'm the one that originally said it. So, you know. I'm too cute to die, so. Uh... No, no, she'd probably ask you to, to help. <laughs> yes, yes. Hide the bodies. Best of friends, right? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Welcome to the chat, Theo and Act Up. Uh, it's super awesome to see you guys in chat. So, how is everybody doing tonight? Eh. Doing okay. It's just been kind of rainy the last two days, so it's enjoyable and relaxing, but still kind of meh. You say rainy, I say odd weather because it's like 52 freaking degrees out right now. Yeah, it is kind of odd. It was You'd almost 60 was out here today earlier. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. God. God it's going <laughs> to remind me of that one uh, Christmas I had worked at Microsoft, and Christmas Eve day, it was like 65 degrees. And I'm outside handling something, and it's like, I think I might have been delivering a package for a customer, or I was going to lunch, and it was like, it was hot with my jacket, or my fleece jacket. I knew if I take the fleece jacket off, I'd feel cold. It's like, there's, there's no wind here. <laughs> yeah, that's like, anytime I wear lots of layers and like, any of the fashions that I do, it's always like, my body temperature, whenever I have a, a, a chronic pain attack, I can't really control it. So it's like any time that the weather is not forgiving to wearing clothing, like I'm just like, kill me now. Mm. Just end it. Just, I want to wear a jacket, but I can't wear a jacket. I'm a snowman. So. <sighs> well, I mean, I do enjoy the cold weather, but, you know, this is a, a, little, a little, little crazy just for me. So. I'm not a fan of the cold anyway, so. So, well, so you, what you're saying is the cold never bothered you anyway? No, the cold bothers me a lot. That's why I hate it. Ichigo caught it. <laughs> yeah, so did I. And I, you know, put a move to stop that right away. Yeah, I, I, I kind of noticed that. So, well played, good sir. Oh, well played. <laughs> Anywho, uh, moving right along here, uh, we are live tonight, week of December 10th, 2019, right here on Twitch TV. We are here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can find us right here on Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, gracefully hosted by the amazing people at Vogue Network. You can find them at Twitch TV slash Vogue Network. You can also find us at live.vognetwork.com. And also, we have a Discord chat, uh, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Swing by there. All the shows have a, sh have a little channel, so swing by. Tell us what's up. Drop some notes. Drop some articles. Drop some news. We'll gladly use it, you know? Nothing. I think that's pretty kind of cool, so that's how we roll around here. So, 
now that we got that out the way, uh, we're going to walk move ahead to uh, how was your week, how was your day. Ari, tell them what's up while I go ahead and fix uh, this week's episode on, title on Twitch. Uh, well, I got paid today, so that was good. Ka-ching. <clears throat> and I have off tomorrow because I have a legal counsel that I have to uh, address, and the only time I could get an appointment was 9.30 in the morning, so there's that. That's not so bad. You know, it's going to, you know, help me, guide me in the direction where I have to go next. Oh, and, uh, other than that, it's just mostly, uh, you know, Christmas, Christmas shopping stuff. Uh, Christmas shopping. Christmas I got a good shopping. bit of it done today already, but there's still, uh, there's still a ways to go. Mm. And other than that, just, you know, trying to get through the uh, rest of the day. The rest of the year, I guess. Mm-hmm. Cool. Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? Ha-ha! You caught me answering chat. Um, oh. it was okay. Uh, I mean, I kind of, I don't know, like it was, oh gosh, did I leave my house? Ha-ha! You have found out I'm a hikikomori. Um, I'm trying to think of what I did last week. Oh, well, I have D&D every week, so I've been doing that. And cool. then, um... Yeah, that's basically been pretty much what I've been working on besides patterning and uh, getting stuff done for client work. And then I have started to finalize my fashion show stuff for anybody who keeps tabs on me and my fashion stuff. And I have like seven looks to create for Katsukon. So that's a thing. Um, I will be working on that soon and be posting about that um, on social media, all that fun stuff. But yeah. That's basically been all of my time. Yeah. And I went to a museum and like I think I talked about that last time. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was kinda chill this week. Well, that, Just a that's lot good. of rain. Some stuff fell because I realized I'm looking at the outline uh, the, the the lineup and I'm like, yeah, this is so much stuff it's overlapping with each other, so I'm trying to fix it real quick, so Thank God for this Surface device I have here. So No problem. Let's play the uh, Jeopardy uh, song. Or, no. Okay. Actually, so I will. you don't have to because it's <laughs> it's quickly fixed, as you can see. There you, there go. you go. Yeah, he's on top of it. Awesome. Kind of, But, yeah, my, my D&D character wields a battle wrench for those mm -hmm. interested. But, yeah. Oh, cool. I, I will say, given how, you know, I have this, like, a quote-unquote studio, compared to where I work... This is light mode. That's all I got to say. <laughs> all right. So my weekend day consists of me doing some Christmas shopping. Uh, or as I said, Christmas shopping. And I'll have to gladly say, I was saying that I'm completely done. But then I realized there's one person left. So I'm going to go on Amazon, see what I can find. Because there's some stuff that I bought I need to send back. So I'm not too worried about that. Um, interesting thing. I ordered some stuff from Amazon. And it's some of it's coming by USPS. I got a notification saying they were unable to deliver. I'm just like, how the fuck were you not able to deliver? To but, be honest, Amazon this year is on my naughty list. They well, totally delivered a package yesterday to our neighbor's address. So I was not pleased. Well, that's what happened to me last time, but my neighbors never got that package. So, you know, thieves. But thankfully, the stuff <laughs> the stuff arrived today, so I'm quite happy about that. So, um, 
me, I went with a friend of mine to get some last minute stuff. So I realized today I forgot to get some Christmas boxes. So I will probably go out, hit up Target tomorrow and grab some. So this is one not too far from work. I might just order it online just to in-store pick up and go about my merry little way. We'll see. There's the Kmart right there, too. Nobody shops at Kmart. So, you know, that stuff's going to probably be pretty cheap anyway. But, um, me and my friend, we decided to go check out the the tree at Rockefeller Center. Oh, I ain't doing that shit ever again. Too much of a crowd? Very. It took us like four, like a half hour just to walk three blocks over there because it was so packed. They even put out guardrails so that they can extend the, the pedestrian traffic into the street. It didn't help. What they need to do is basically block off pedestrian traffic. I mean, no, just block traffic between like forty, like forty six and forty and forty ninth, and just let that all be pedestrian uh, crossing from like seven a.m. to midnight. You know, mm. that, that that would work. Uh, so we saw the tree for a bit, and I came home, and the stuff is behind me in, in a couple of bags. Other, like I said, other people's presents started to roll in, and now I kind of have stuff like sorted by boxes. And I got my Christmas, I got my holiday cards because I'm sending Hanukkah cards this year. I'm getting things organized so card goes here, card goes there. This batch of cards get mailed out. You know, I'm figuring it out as I go along, and I have to redo my holiday list because as as I've mentioned. My hard drive crashed, so I lost all that data. So I'm rebuilding the um my Chris my holiday list, and I was talking to um Alcrea because she needed my address, and evidently she had both. My, she had my old one, and we were talking about how to like kind of put it together. She's putting everything in an Excel spreadsheet, which I think is a great idea. Mm-hmm. But what I do is I just keep using the same uh, Christmas list from um last like from from prior years and there we go wait hold on let's plug it hold on here all right there we go um my surface my surface here wasn't charging for but we're good here but so what was i saying traffic foot traffic no, I already got past that about foot traffic at the at the uh, thing there. I think I already got past that. So, uh, well, <clears throat> whatever it is, I it probably wasn't that important. So, oh wait, wait, now I remember Excel spreadsheets. See, I keep I used to keep everything in like in a word in a word in a word document with the labels, and I would just go in every year and just refresh it. Who gets a card? Who does not? And I think we lost Ichigo, but, um, uh, nope, she's still here. She's, it looked like she froze for a second, but a couple of times I printed labels. I'm just like, shit, I have duplicates, but you know, we're back. And, you know, so I figure there's gotta be a way to connect an Excel spreadsheet to a Word document. So every time you update it with addresses, it'll refresh the Word document. I will probably look that up. I know there's a way to do it, but I'm just probably too damn lazy to do it. So the best thing to do, Ranma, is either via your email, you can do a, a like a connection of, of pre-filled addresses because you can link addresses to emails or you can do an Excel sheet form, like a form on Google Forms and just have it ex, like uh, send it to an Excel sheet and then you'll just have it there. 
Well, here's the thing. I know what you're talking about. That's mail merge. And normally I would do that, but my all my addresses in Outlook are kind of haphazard. What, what What's kind of crazy is that all of my addresses in my Gmail and my Google account are the way they should be. And it's can and if I'm not in on my old uh, Windows mobile phone, I had Gmail attached to it with the addresses, so it would sync properly into the Outlook app. And I think that's still going, but Outlook itself cannot connect to that for addresses, so you know it's kind of crazy. And I'm not too fond of having to use uh, Google Sheets to connect to Excel and so forth. If anything, I would like to be able to take the addresses in my Gmail and sync it to Outlook. And I know you can do it. I just got to find the proper plugin that will properly do it and just go about my way. But for the most part, I'm okay with going into my Google contacts and seeing what's there. And then looking at the sp like my document with all my mailing addresses and seeing what's there and so forth. So, And I generally do, as soon as somebody pings me with an address or this or that, I'll just open up the, the document and just be like, boom, drop it right in, go about my day. Anywho, that's my week and day. Next up is weekly nerd swag, which I may this may come to an end next at the end of this year because I don't think we have I don't think we keep pulling out stuff that's kind of cool. So we'll figure it out one way or another. But maybe we could do it once a month, okay, or once every few months when we all kind of agreed that we have something. I did make sure to wear something today. That, so I think I think a monthly nerd swag. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. I can get with that. Yeah, all right. Well, since Ichigo looking all hyper and adorable like she does, it, she kind of has that Mavis Chan look to her, you know, cross between Mavis and Wednesday Adams. She got that going. So why don't you lead things off with Weekly Nerd Swag? So while we were in Japan, we hit up Akiba or Akihabara, Ooh. and I ended up picking up this super cute Mammy shirt. Um, I, you can kind of see it, but it's got her soul charm and her in a silhouette of yellow and a teacup, obviously, cause the tea. And then it just has Puella, Magi, Madoka, Magica, and it just says Mammy on the bottom. And mm. it's just really, really cute. Um, it was like $25 in a, and I think it might've been fan made because it didn't have like a label for the company on it. So mm. I thought that was really cool. Um, that we were able to find some fan merch while we were there for one of my favorite magical girls who unfortunately meets a very unfortunate demise. Um, but yeah, so I was very excited about that. Um, and to go with this, I have two figurines of Mammy upstairs. Mm. One is a Nendroid of her traditional magical girl outfit. Yeah. And then the other is uh, a Mammy figure from one of the big name brands that makes a lot of the figurines who are licensed. Um... I, what, what I'm going to do probably later, I'm going to take a picture of the two Mammy Tomo figurines and send to you and be like, do you have these? I of... have one and she poses like this yeah. and then she has her rifle and then she has a bunch of rifles that sit underneath her skirt. Oh, and she's got interchangeable hands. So I don't, that, I don't have that one, but it might be that one. 
she's posing like that, but I have it so that she has one gun up and one gun behind her, you know? That might be, yeah, that might be the same yeah. one. Yeah, we were able to find it super inexpensively because it was secondhand at um at the Mandarake. So when we hit up Mandarake and we were hitting up the floors, because they have like four yeah. to five floors, um, we were able to find a few different figurines, and I ended up finding a few mammies, so I took them home, and now they sit on a lovely shelf. What, see, and make me happy. Mine, I got from a friend of mine. He had bought it. I think he just charged me fifty bucks to get rid of it with shipping to get to get rid of it. I think he opened it once and then just put it back in its box. So cool. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Ari. What's your weekly nerd swag? Um, actually, it's something I got yesterday. It's it's a uh, Steam video game controller. You you got that thing? Yeah. Basically, you know. Before Black Friday or whatever, it was a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They had, they'd say you could get one of these for free. Just got to pay for shipping and handling. Oh, I heard about that. I think I actually went looking and I couldn't find this. I just said fuck it and just went about my day. So you know, it's, it handles pretty nicely, though. The uh, gigantic you know pad for the first D pad is kind of awkward, and uh, as well as this little uh, substitute mouse pad here. Mm-hmm. What is kind of neat is these little. Uh, buttons on the back of the controller which is also part of where the thing opens up because you have to replace the battery somehow gotcha it's like it's like the only controller you have that works on like double a batteries i didn't think i had any more more of those after uh the 360 <laughs> gotcha and in our chat room real quick at twitch tv slash anime jam session bob coffee says hashtag homer did nothing wrong and you know what i i i kind of agree Moving right along. All right, so. My Weekly Nerd Swag is a DVD box set that I bought three years ago that I totally forgot that I had. And here it is. Birds of Prey, the complete series. Nice. I remember when this was on TV, and I caught episodes here and there, but it was really awesome. And I was kind of sad that it got canceled. And this was, and I think it was around 2015. Um, I saw it on Amazon for sale. And I just put it in my cart and just left it there. I'm like, I'll get around to it when I get a chance. And then around, I think around the holidays of 2016, the following year, I just happened to look in, like, not in my cart, but, you know, when you put items in your cart, you save for later. I looked this was 10 bucks, so I bought it. And I put it on my shelf behind me. And I'm hanging out with Mako Chan for Black Friday shopping. And it came, and this came up. And I'm like, if it comes down in price, I have to buy this. And she's like, don't you already have this? And I'm like, I, I don't think so. No. So I, I just happened, to, and I'm like, you know what? Let me check. I search Birds of Prey. No, no. What happened was when I went to when I clicked on it to see, you know, to see the price and everything, it was a little pop up that said this was purchased on December 6, twenty sixteen. I was like, I bought this. So when I got home, I went in my in my stacks behind me, and in the second stack, lo and behold, Birds of Prey. <laughs> so it's the complete series. You get the unaired pilot. And all 30 episodes of the animated series Gotham Girls. That sounds cool. 
And I think, and I know they're doing a Birds of Prey movie, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, let's see what's going on in our chat room here. At Def says his weekly nerd swag were some of the Kanto and Alolan Vulpix figures from the Pokemon Center, which he got on Cyber Monday. Great deal, man. He also got a Torbjorn Nendroid from Amazon for 20 bucks. That's definitely a good deal. And yeah, $20 for an Android's pretty good. Yeah. And I'm starting to notice that um, a lot, there are a lot of Black Friday Cyber Monday deals still going. So. Yeah, as we kind of talked about a little bit last mm -hmm. week where they like started a lot of the sales in August, uh, it seems like they're extending them because a lot of like uh, news article networks, news networks were covering the fact that like not anybody really goes to Black Friday anymore because mm -hmm. everybody's kind of understood that all the stuff they're selling is cheap crap or. Here's the thing. <laughs> now, here's the thing. If the TV is under. Like $150, most likely it's crap. Like, Walmart has a house brand called On M. They were selling their TVs for like 100 bucks. Okay, also, if the laptop is like around $300, $200, it's also a crap shoot. A lot of people will say most of the Black Friday deals are a load of crap because it's just stuff at regular price marked down. Most of the time, that's not true. Now, follow no. this. Now, if you're going to do Black Friday shopping, go, grab a site like bfads.net or theblackfriday.com where all of the scans will go up, but you can see the prices on everything. And you can look at what's on there, and you can search this item, and you can look it up and see the prices of this item throughout the year. And also, like the laptops, companies will put out special laptops just for the holidays for this. So, I will say... The best deals would be video gaming and video gaming accessories. Those are basically you're going to be your best deals regardless. I mean, come on, two hundred bucks for a gaming console and you get like up to three games with it, or and also yeah. like secondhand items. I found mm -hmm. that like if you've already been looking for something that you're going to get used and it's still in really good condition, yeah. or you've checked it over and you're able to get it secondhand, but during like a holiday period where they're like okay, I'm going to knock another $20 off because I just want to get it out of my house, then then you're good to go. I've also, like, started using Honey, which is, yes. like, the online thing that a lot of people do, and it actually tells you if the price has been knocked down, like, mm. a percentage, like 60%, and it also, like you were talking about on Amazon, where it kind of tracks, like, okay, a price, you know, a price dropped significantly, you may want to get the item now. Right. Honey does that for you, too. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's gotten kind of crazy now because I feel like the marketers don't know what the, how the hell to market things now. Cause they're like, uh, uh, people aren't just mindlessly consuming as much as they used to. So mm -hmm. yeah. Also, um... that and honey also ran the, like runs through possible, uh, coupon codes and see yep. if any of them work. Yeah, now, yeah. Now, now, I, now, one thing I use Honey and Rakuten. I I use Honey, you know, to save money wherever I can. And Rakuten, <laughs> I'm sorry, that alliteration just really got me. Yeah, and I use Rakuten for um, you know, for cash back. And sometimes they will put in coupon codes, and and be careful because sometimes one will cancel the other. So you got to use Rakuten for the cash back, 
and then you can drop the coupon codes in from Honey or wherever. So you can you can you can you can you can, you can um you can like you can stack, which is kind of cool. So mm. all right, and uh, before we continue, a couple of quick announcements. Um, Life Photography is going to be at Magfest. So if you have not booked um a shot your shoots yet. Speak to her. Uh, she still has uh, slots available at MAGFest. You can contact her at uh, facebook.com slash lithephotography, L-I-T-H-E photography. Or you can email her at lithecosplayphoto at gmail.com. I believe she still has a few spots left. Um, we'll be announcing this next week and the week after during our Christmas show. And that'll be it because we'll be taking a two or three probably a two-week break and we'll celebrate our one year on twitch and we won't and also during that that's when magfest will be going on and all that good stuff and a heads up for those of you buying into indie brand anything or online december 14th is probably your last day to get yep. any gifts if you want them to come before the day of before new year's so and, definitely and, get any orders in if you are working with independent artists or if you're buying from Amazon. And real talk, if it comes down that it's too late to buy and ship something, digital gift cards. Just go to Amazon, get them an Amazon gift card, email it to them. You can go to giftcards.com, order a gift card, and just have it emailed to them. I've done it. Sometimes if I have time, I'll just get the gift card. I'll put in like their favorite character on the gift card, print it out, drop it in. Yeah. Drop it in the card and send it on its way. So if you want to do something extra, go through Amazon, buy a digital gift card, put like their favorite character or whatever on the card, print print it out, fold it up, put it in the Christmas card, send it on their way. And Theo mm-hmm. X seventy five wants um, Star Wars the Old Republic sub cards. Okay, all right. Act Def says I don't know how how it should be said either. I call it Rakuten. But if you watch the commercials, it's Rakuten. Now that I remember, Rakuten.com. Rakuten. That's how it's supposed to be. So I think we are all good. Um, I want to cover this real quick. And I I just want to say this. Uh, his name is Peter Freitz. He was the inspiration for the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Unfortunately... He succumbed to to ALS at the age of 34 um, uh, yesterday. Now, the only reason why I am part of the reason why I am bringing this up is because if you remember about two three years ago, me and Mako Chan did the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. A lot of your favorite YouTubers, geek celebrities, cosplayers, and so forth did this. So I just wanted to pass that along. And I will say, on the positive side of this, the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge raised about raised more than $200 million worldwide. And I do hope within our lifetime, we do find a cure for this disease. Mm-hmm. And also, ALS is also it's basically also known as Lou Gehrig's disease in honor of the Yankees' first baseman who was diagnosed with the disease in 1939. Once he found out he had this, he retired from, from professional baseball two days later, saying in his speech that he's the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Yeah, it's a pretty mm-hmm. poignant moment in uh, base, baseball history. Yeah. Actually, it was four years ago. Yeah, we did it during the summer 
2015. And I believe both of our videos are up on our on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash anime jam session. Now that we got that out the way, let's go ahead and cover uh, tonight's stories. First up, uh, Shoko Nakagawa, or Shokotan, has been selected as an Olympic torchbearer. Now that's cool. I, I have to, it'd be kind of funny that all of the Olympic torchbearers running through Japan are just idol singers. That would be kind of amazing. This announcement came via her Twitter a couple of days ago, actually yesterday, that she will represent the Nakano Ward of Tokyo in the Tokyo 2020 Olympic torch relay. As she says, big news, what? The, to- the 2020 Tokyo Olympics has chosen me, uh, Shoko Nakagawa, as the representative torch runner at Nakano Ward. It's like a dream. Thank you, Nakano Ward. This is the best honor ever since I was born. The fact that I was drawing a picture book for Chibita's torch runner has become a reality. It's a miracle that is more amazing than the dream Chibita broke. For those of you who don't know who Chibita is, Shoka is talking about the picture book she recently published, Chibita, the Olympic Torchbearer, named after her own cat. Shoko's previous works included voicing Athena and Saint Seiya Omega, Diana and, P- and uh, PGSM, or as they call it, Sailor Moon Crystal. And she's done various appearances in, uh, in Pokemon films. She has done opening and closing themes for the Pokemon anime, FMA Brotherhood, Occult Academy, Akiba's Trip the Animation, and Gurren Lagan. And also, she actually has a bunch of cover anime albums out. Um, you might want, I would say definitely check those out because they're really good. Her cover of Sailor Star Song and uh, the opening to JoJo is freaking amazing. Um, the opening, the cover to JoJo, you'll have to find on YouTube. But uh, that reminds me, I may have to, quote unquote, reacquire said track. So, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, I have to. I think I have to uh, reacquire her discography, if you know what I mean. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving right along, Ichigo. It looks like we have somebody to take over for the voice of Broly in Dragon Ball Z. I mean, Dragon Ball series. Yeah, um, with the upcoming movie and the series, it seems like uh, one of my favorite voice actors, Johnny Young Bosch, uh, who also voiced Vash the Stampede in Trigun. It's one of my faves. Um, he is going to take over the role as Broly from the Dragon Ball fra- English number one um, from the Dragon Ball franchise. Uh, he's confirmed in various responses to users on Twitter on December 3rd that he's voicing Broly, the character from the Dragon Ball franchise. While Bosch did not specify in what medium or project he's voicing the character, the character Broly from the Dragon Ball Super Broly film it joined uh, the cast of playable characters in Bandai Namco Entertainment's Dragon Ball Z Fighter Z game mm-hmm. as DLC. So uh, if you have that, you can definitely get him to play. Uh-huh. ANN reached out both Funimation and Bandai Namco Entertainment to confirm if Bosch is playing the role, and they declined to comment. So uh, speculations abound. Uh, Vic Mignogna previously voiced incarnations of the character in English dubs as recently as December 2018's Dragon Ball Super Broly anime film. However, Funimation decided that they will no longer engage Mignogna in light of multiple allegations of sexual harassment. Good call. Uh-huh. In regards to the situation, 
Bosch said on Twitter on December 3rd that he talked briefly with Mignogna, adding, of course, he'd rather just continue, but in light of the situation, he's glad it's me. He's a great actor, and these are big shoes to fill. Um, and uh, Daniel's letter gave them the news tip for Anime News Network. So thank you, Daniel. Mm. We will also thank you. Now I'm, <laughs> now I'm curious, because I know they're you know trying to cut ties with Vic you know, as quickly as possible. Now they're just going to do... They have him voice the uh, super version of Brawly, or are they going to, you know, completely excise Vic's voice, uh, like voice, you know, lines, and uh, just have him do the other version of Brawly as well? Here's Uh... here's the thing: what what Vic has recorded and is already in production, that's done. Yeah, that's all done. Yeah, that that would be a lot of money. From this point on, uh, he's going. uh, Johnny Young Bosch is taking over. Yeah, that's that's what it's going to be. Yeah, it's not going to be like Sonic, where it's the whole complete rework of the character or a planned rework Mm -hmm. of the character, because it would cost a lot of money to get people back into the studio, back to rehash the lines and line up and sync up with the character. Even though it's just basic animation, it would take a lot of reworking. So I imagine it's probably just going to be for the um, series rather than the movie or like trying to rehash things. Mm-hmm. But um, continuing on with that though, with that announcement is days after being announced as Dragon Ball's new Broly voice actor, Johnny Young Bosch shut down accusations, his own accusations of sexual misconduct. Um, he was accused on Twitter of sexually inappropriate conduct with women he had formerly worked with, but Bosch was quick to strongly refute the accusation on December 3rd. Uh, His role sparked numerous reactions, discussions, and opinions across social media, as everything does that hits the internet. And a small account handle by the name of Mr. Doorknob interjected in a pair of since-deleted tweets that they had heard some sketchy things about JYB himself. They specifically stated that Bosch would make a female host on anime TV, an anime television talk show previously produced by Bang Zoom Entertainment and hosted by Bosch, uh, wear short skirts, revealing outfits to bring in the views even though she didn't want to. I feel like they might be confusing him with, like, Roy Mustang, but, Mm. you know. Um, Yeah, so they have uh, basically in the article, if you want to check it out, on boundingintocomics.com, uh, the tweets that have been screen capped that say, I guess I set off some fans with this tweet, so I figured I'd clarify this is from Mr. Doorknob. One of the female hosts who worked with him on old anime TV podcast web show he hosted complained how he would make her wear short skirts and revealing outfits to bring in the views, even though she didn't want to. However, Bosch took to his own personal Twitter account to denounce the accusation, urging his accusers to contact Bang Zoom or any female that was on the show for further proof. Uh, the, he called the accusation a complete lie and the dumbest thing he'd ever heard. Uh, he's called it also total BS and he was cast as a host and had nothing to do with wardrobe changes to, of others. Just ask those in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, we could ask any female who was on the show, but I imagine anyone who you're talking about doesn't exist. So what other story do you have? Oh, I got one about your m- but it's about your mother. Okay, okay, JYB. Like, calm mm-hmm. down. Like, no need to do that. And he's like, could be a rumor. He was just being cheeky, I think. Just yeah. He said, the only one I'm harassing is you because I'm calling you out. Go to IMDb and look up every female on anime TV and tell me who would have said this. Go ahead, doorknob. Let's hear it. You can't, can you? 
After Bosch fired back against the accusations, Mr. Doorknob's account was deleted. After this deletion, Bosch attempted to quell the discourse, stating that the accusation was just one random flyby and not the coordinated efforts of many, as we've seen previously with the Vic Mignogna case and the for and against. Um, it said, uh, and then Robert Ryan Bramwell, uh, Bramerhammer23 uh, said it might not be the majority, but a few hashtag stand with Vic were mad that he was the new voice of Broly, and many of the hashtag kick Vicks were accusing JYB of improper behavior, which is why I accused them of pulling him into it as well. Everyone just needs to chill. Uh, and then Johnny Ingabash came in back with, bro, what are you doing? This is how rumors spread. Not many, just one random flyby. Mm. Uh, yeah, so inherently... Uh, people are always going to look to tear down people they don't agree with or actors they don't agree with. And if you don't have receipts, don't post a rumor. Don't post about it if it's secondhand from your uncle's mother, sister's brother's cousin, first uncle, whatever. Because 99% of the times, you're going to get called out for your shit. Now you got yeah. now you got me something reminding of Spaceballs in a speech. And he goes, what does that make us? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Actually, as soon as I as soon as I read that, I'm thinking, oh god, these these Vic lickers are just now really, they're now, really now, upset now, about what's happening. Isn't now, it? I, I now one thing, one of my friends, Ginny, uh, had mentioned this. Since this all came out, there been there hasn't been much talk on the Twitters about this. If you want to know everything in regards to this whole lawsuit and everything from the start, look up hashtag. Threadnought. I'll even post it in our chat, but but that's the only way you're gonna find it. But other than that, it's basically it's been quiet. Now I it's, will say, yeah. I will say, uh, we did talk about a similar article, a story about this earlier this year in regards to Anime Next, a random. I don't even think it was a Twitter account, but a Facebook post that popped up about the former con chair with similar accusations, and that disappeared. But there are screen caps of that. And a few weeks later, Vince Avarello was given DOS boot. You put two and two together. Now, I'm not saying Johnny Young Bosch is up to no good. I have, I've met the man on a personal level. I've interviewed him. He's a really chill standout guy. I have not heard anything from staffers about JYB. So I'm honestly going to say like whatever is being said about him, it, it's just a lot of bunk. It just sounds like the, the Vic stands are just mad about, about what's happening to their quote unquote bootleg Jesus. <laughs> I think a lot of it too is that just, you know, it's it's going to be one of those things that if there is any any truth to it, if there's any stories, they're probably going to come out in the next, you know, because people are feeling more empowered now to stand out against mm -hmm. these kind of actions, sexual harassment, sexual misconduct, especially in the industry, especially with this huge movement and the whole court case and everything. I feel like that gives a lot of people who would have otherwise stayed quiet about the situation a lot more ammunition to stand up. So, if we hear something, we will definitely let you guys know. Other than that, uh, JYB, he seems like a pretty cool dude. I've never yep. met him in person, but anytime I've had friends go to his autograph sessions, they've always sung his praises. I enjoyed him as Vash the Stampede in Trigun. That, that's about my extent. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
and and um, I've actually recorded one of his concerts. I think I've told the story on a prior episode. Uh, he was the guest of honor at a one at a con called NJ Comic Anime Con. It was it was a failed anime con clap back at Anime Next. Uh, I met him. I spoke to him, and I gave him a DVD. It was a it was one of his convention appearances with his band I Shine. And, he, and I just handled it. Oh, him, like, that's yeah, right. Yeah. I forgot yeah, I he had that them. band. And then he, oh, gave, he, gave, he gave me like a couple, he gave me this cool uh, wristband um, right here, which is, it says I shine. And I got a selfie with him. It's, he's really chill, standout, standout dude. I forgot about that. <laughs> Hold on. Honestly, the Vic stands are just looking for a reason to be angry about anyone and anything. Exactly. Your your Jesus is flawed, you know. That's what you need to know. Your Jesus is flawed. Let's see what else do we have here. Oh, Ari, I believe it's on you about Japanese copyright law. Oh uh, yeah, uh, the Agency for Cultural Affairs revealed at a meeting of of experts on November twenty seventh. And I'm surprised experts isn't in quotations here. <laughs> to dr a draft of a plan that would allow screenshots of copyrighted works under a revision of Japanese copyright laws. <clears throat> a subcommittee of Japan's Agency for Cultural Affairs agreed on a plan in February to create comprehensive laws banning the practice of knowingly download all downloading all legal media from the internet. Mm -hmm. Current laws only punish consumers of pirated media in cases where the media in question is music or video. So proposed provisions would expand the current laws. <clears throat> Pardon me. Mm -hmm. uh, the revised plan in February caused concerns as critics argued the fight the title regulations would be too broad and would hinder the freedom of expression of, of internet users. The agency called a meeting of experts on November 27 to discuss the revisions. Experts in attendance included manga creator Ken Akamatsu, copyright scholars and lawyers, representatives from NPOs that work to protect freedom of expression, and publisher public and publisher public relation managers. Mm. The committee members discuss allowing screenshots of works as well as downloading a certain number of panels from a manga. The agency is now having, helping to finalize the bill by January and submit the bill to amend the copyright law to the diet in early 2020. The agency also have more discussion regarding whether to revise the law so the complete downloading of original works and downloads from piracy sites will be illegal. Mm. Well, what do you think? Uh, that, it feels like some like like a uh, you know laws like this like I feel like it goes over my head half the time. I don't know mm. what the hell it is, but what the, that's not the one I. Uh... I I just think this is going how we say ass backwards. Man, that's one way to describe it. Screen caps. I mean. Honestly, if it wasn't for screen capping, a lot of cosplayers wouldn't be able to do a lot of costumes because how else are they going to get like the detailing of various co of various things? But oh, something yeah. simple like screen capping can cause more problems. Like you know, like screen capping anime and translating it, you know, or screen capping manga. I mean, I get it, but it's not. I just think they're just blowing it a bit out of proportion. Just a scotch. Yeah, just a little bit. They and when they said, where was it? Like I said, like they use it. They're like people. Like, yeah, can't talk tonight. Try it again. You know, 
critics are count, are predicting that the uh, broad use and like, ambiguous language will be used at a it would be used to a very bad effect for them. Mm-hmm. So what else have I got tonight? But I yeah I think at that point you just kind of wait. It's like I think it's basically it, it ain't it's not going to stop people. That's all I'm going to say. It's not going to stop people. I wouldn't be surprised if I saw a manga car leap across the table and try and throttle a politician. I mean, we already have an otaku po- uh, politician, so wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, but he's not going to show up to the chambers with his body blow in hand, I hope not. If he does, get your popcorn and soda, because the diet session's going to be a great one. No, oh, I'm getting the fire if I see that. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, now we're going to talk about 7-Eleven and Love Live Sunshine. I kind of wish we had the awesome Japanese 7-Elevens here, but the ones here aren't so bad, so I can't complain too much. I haven't even been to the one that's in my neighborhood in about a year, I think. Oh. Actually, no, I think I was there over the summer. That's right. So and The 7-Eleven in my, the 7-Elevens in my area are complete jank. Look, I would gladly trade mine in for a Wawa. But anywho. Which one? Because I got like half a dozen within throwing distance of me. Mm. Uh, convenience store 7-Eleven released an ad for its sandwiches on Thursday. And it features a narration by uh, Rico Sakurachi from Love Life Sunshine. The ad brings out a stream of puns eventually escalating to galaxy level. Rico starts by counting sandwiches. And then she counts again. And changing some of the letters around, going Iko, Niko, Sanko. One, two, three. And when she counts again, it goes she goes Iko Rico Sando sandwich. Next round, Iko Niko Sando, Iko Rico Santa. Then it's Iko Niko Sando, Rico Yoshiko Sankaku Flask. Then Sando Sando Southern Cross. And that's how the ad uh concludes. You said flask? <laughs> Well played, so. Oh, well played. Oh, need, oh, number oh, one, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm oh, a need after all those puns, but this fucker's empty, so. And the reason why she's doing the commercial is she won 7-Eleven's Image Girl popularity poll two years ago. I still think it should have been Johanne, but that's just me playing favorites. But, um, what I'm going to do now, I'm going to open up a browser window. And I'm going to drop this commercial in, and let's see if we can if we can watch it. All right, hold on here. I need to interact with it. All right, close that. Um, I have to move this browser source to be on top. There we go. Now let's let's see how how this goes. And Bob's disagreeing with you and your choice of love live girls. Oh yeah, we're gonna, we're, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we might have to fight on that. レンジでふわもちサンドイッチ。一個二個三度。レンジでふわもちサンドイッチ。一個二個三度。二個よしこ三角フラスコ。三度三度サザンクロス。レンジでふわもちサンドイッチ。<笑> 
What are you talking about? It, it's there. I thought you were playing it in the uh, stream. I'm no, I'm playing it on the stream as we. Oh, speak. there it is. Yeah. Now I see it. Yeah, and I'll play it again. So. Sorry, it took me a moment to see it. I tell you what, those sandwiches probably look and taste a lot better than the, the janky sandwiches at the 7 Eleven here. That's not saying much. <laughs> Can confirm they're actually pretty darn good. At least somebody did, can confirm it. They also have these things that are like sandwich pockets, which are basically like those Smuckers Uncrustables. Mm -hmm. But they're like little pockets of like the peanut butter over there is more like a peanut butter cream. So it's like sweeter. And they have like lovely jam. It, they're delicious. Mm. Okay. Uh, moving right along. Some interesting uh, news in the anime industry just kind of caught people off guard. And I think it's like, what the hell is going on here? So... Ichigo, tell the people what Crunchyroll just did last week. Can't hear you. Let me unmute myself before I start reading the article and we'll do okay. All right. Um, <laughs> Crunchyroll finalizes the deal to become the majority owner of Viz Media Europe Group. So for those of you who haven't been keeping up with uh, Japanese animation and culture industry news, Crunchyroll and Viz Media Europe announced on Wednesday that they have finalized a deal for Crunchyroll to become the majority owner of Viz Media Group, and the companies announced the agreement in September. Crunchyroll and Viz Media Europe Group have also announced they appointed John Isom in the new role of head of Crunchyroll EMEA Europe, Middle East, and Africa, and the Hito Subashi Group, consisting of Suesha Inc., Shogakuken Inc., Shogakuken Suesha Productions, Co. Company Limited, will retain a minority stake in the Viz Media Europe Group. Additionally, Shoga Kukan and Suisha Group will retain complete ownership of Viz Media Europe's publishing business through VME, PLBSAS, and many other acronyms. No, I'm kidding. Uh, a new company that Shoku... Show, there's so many words. Okay. Shoga Kuken and Suisha Group created. The new company will license manga for the EMEA and Latin American regions. And uh, with Kazuyoshi Takeuchi as president and Kazuyuki Masuda as managing director. Viz Media Europe Group is comprised of Viz Media Europe Group, AV Visonen, Anime Versand, Viz Media Switzerland, Kaze, Kaze Manga, Anime On Demand, and Anime Digital Network in partnership with media participation subsidiary Sitel. All right, so basically... That's a lot you, of reading. If you remember a couple of weeks back, um, Sony kind of put all of their anime divisions under Crunchyroll. So that's basically Crunchyroll, Aniplex, the Anime On Demand Network, all that's basically Crunchyroll. Now, Crunchyroll under Sony is still doing its independent thing here in the U.S. Um, Viz is still a thing here in the U.S. 
with their connections to Japanese publishing firms and Warner Brothers. Because, remember, AT&T bought Warner Brothers. Uh, Viz does, uh, Viz releases all of their anime title, physical titles through Warner Brothers. So you got Sony and AT&T here, basically. Over in Europe, basically the wild, wild west. Um... I'm going to assume that maybe Crunchyroll has a better footholding and, and distributing titles, so that's probably why they're doing it and just letting it happen. I will give it maybe a year before Viz Media Europe becomes Crunchyroll Europe. Just saying. Or they might end up buying it back, seeing how things go. So, I Do I think this is a bad thing? Not particularly. I think it should have been more like a 50-50 type deal to help each other out, but it is what it is. Hmm. What can you do? But from my understanding, because of this, Crunchyroll is now able to release My Hero Academia in Europe and in countries that it was blocked in. So it's just distribution, distribution, a distribution. Very closely remained to merchandising, merchandising. Maybe. I was kind of going with developers, 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 you know? Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, Ari, bring it on home with uh, Battle Angel, Kingdom Hearts 3, and Detective Pikachu. Uh, let's <clears throat> Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, I lead a Battle Angel and Pokemon Detective Pikachu were nominated for Best Character Animation at the International Anime and Film Society when it announced its nominees for 47th Annual Annie Awards on Monday. Let's see. Kingdom Hearts was nominated for Best Character Animation, and Ultraman was nominated for Best Direction in TV Media Category, while Carol and Tuesday was nominated for Best Storyboarding in the TV Media Category. Mm. Let's see. Uh, Viz Media and Powerhouse Animation Studios, Seis Manos, was nominated for Best Music. Asifa, that's A-S-I-F-A, Hollywood, at, at the Best Anime Independent Feature Award for, for the 2016 awards in order to recognize not only features and wide release, but also independent animators, international studios, anime and special productions that might not otherwise get the attention they deserve. Uh, Mamoru Hosoda's Mirai won Best Anime Independent Feature Award this year. Uh, Sunao Katabucha's In This Corner of the World and Kenji Kai. Kamiyama's Napping Princess were nominated for the award in 2017, but no anime received the awards. And as for uh, Battle Angel Aelita, uh, Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences revealed on Tuesday that the live-action Aelita Battle Angel film was one of the 20 films that have been submitted for consideration in the visual effects category for the 92nd Anim Academy Awards. The visual effects branch executive committee determined the, pre the preliminary list of films and I'll select the 10 films that will advance to nomination voting later in the month. Uh, the, other ten, the other films are stuff like Aladdin, mm -hmm. Avengers Endgame, Captain Marvel, Cats, Dumbo, Ford vs. Ferrari, uh, Gemini Man, Irishman, Jumanji The Next Level, Men in Black International, Midway, 1917, and uh, Spider-Man Far For Home, and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. That's not even out yet. Mm. Uh, the Academy revealed the nominations on January 13, 2020. And the awards will be hosted 
on February 9, 2020. Let's see. Aelita Battle Angel opened in the UK on February 6th in several countries in Asia before its US debut on the 14th. It opened in January and February 22nd and ranked number two at the box office. And Disney concluded its acquisition of the 21st Century Fox and the 20th, 20th Century Fox film studio, film studio shortly after that. And it's grossed more than $400 million worldwide. Mm. I have yet to see it. Which, you know, sucks because I've heard good things about it. We ended up getting it on Redbox, and I actually kind of enjoyed it. That's good. I mean, now, um, let's see. I've seen two of the... I've seen Detective Pikachu in theaters. That was a great film. That's another one I gotta see. Alita, I absolutely loved. I have the the Blu-ray sitting on on my shelf behind me. Kingdom Hearts 3, I have not played. Yes, it's still sealed on my desk. And I think I actually have it for Xbox? Hold on. Let me take a quick look here. I haven't played Kingdom Hearts 3 yet, but I also haven't finished 1 or 2. <laughs> yeah, but I'm working. I haven't gotten it, 3 yet either. It's one of those things where like, you play them, you play them, and then you get like stuck or you get through and you're like, okay, I'm done now. And then I just put them down and never pick them back up again. But... I do like the series, so I am looking forward to playing it when I get my hands on a copy. Okay. Um, yeah, I have it for PlayStation 4. So, I mean, the game is 20 bucks now, so. Hmm. I mean, I paid 34 when for it back in March, but, you know. I should have known it's going to drop down to 19 but, eh, you know. Theo wants to know, is it 60 frames per second? I don't know off the top of my head. And frankly, I could give two shits if it's 60 frames per minute, per second. I'm perfectly happy with 30. Then again, you have to understand, I have a 32-inch TV that hits 1080p, 1080i, that I've had for about maybe close to 10 years, that I've maybe used for a total of seven to eight hours in a week, mostly on the weekend, so don't bother me none. That's why I've been very hesitant on getting a new, a new television. So, yeah. Plus, you've only got so much room where you can put it. Yeah. So, because what? Because what, and where, where my space is when it comes to like the TVs, generally you measure diagonally, so you know, so you know what size TV you want. But if you're in a restricted space, you got to go horizontal. And vertical. Make sure it sits in that proper spot. So, and also like the feet on it will fit on your, on your display on on your desk, or in my case, my dresser drawer. Yeah. And also for like us, we've had our same big TV upstairs for many many years. I think my husband had it before mm-hmm. we had this house. He had it back maybe even in the days he was living as a bachelor, you know, and we just got it repaired. So you don't always need a brand new TV just to play like the latest and greatest games. If you're streaming, cool. That's awesome. You can up your Mm -hmm. technology game to the level you want. But unless you're playing it for someone else, if you're perfectly happy with not having 4K, oh my gosh, I can breathe it, environments, then, you know, just enjoy your game as it is. Yep. All right, Mm -hmm. did you cover Battling to get an Oscar or no? Yeah, that, that okay. was a, like okay. I, I, my articles are back to back, so I just I was just making together. sure. 
Now, that'd be kind of cool now if I go into Target and it says, and you find a copy of Battle Angel and it says, Oscar nominated bat movie Battle Angel. That would be fucking cool. Mm-hmm. All right, it's now time for the part of the show that, that y'all really probably enjoy more than anything else. Meanwhile, in Japan, well, I have to say some of the stories here aren't as crazy as they normally should be, but eh, I, I'm not complaining. They seem pretty tame compared to a lot of what we get on a normal basis. So true. thank you, Mako. True, true. So you said you wanted to take the first story, correct? Yep. Yes. Well, then let me cue up the music and it's all you. Why, thank you. So, many of you have probably heard of the ban on tattooed folks in bathhouses. Traditionally, this was to keep everything from mob issues and Yakuza um, activities happening in a bathhouse to a lot of just unsavory folks. Unfortunately, when it comes to tattoos, now in our modern society, that doesn't reflect anyone having to do with the mob. So... A Japanese lawyer commented on the legality of the tattoo ban at Hot Springs, and some Japanese netizens shared their thoughts, too. Are tattoo bans at onsen a relic of the past or just part of Japanese culture? Japan's history with tattoos is quite different than many other countries. Criminals used to be punished with tattoos, and they've been a symbol of organized crime membership for generations. The stigma against tattoos in Japan is such that even innocent ones are often met with revile, revile online. Uh, However, as more of other countries' influences have affected Japan, and more foreigners than ever are coming to visit each year, uh, looking at you, 2020 Olympics, attitudes towards tattoos have been slowly Mm. changing. One place where the discrimination against those with tattoos can still be felt as strongly as ever, though, is Hot Springs, or Onsen, or Ryuken, which are hot spring hotels. You have to be naked to bathe, if you didn't know, (laughs) so there's no chance to cover up any tattoos, making it a hot spot for controversy. Not being able to visit a hot spring because of a tattoo can be disappointing for foreign visitors, and even though some places have loosened their restrictions or have specific rooms for tattooed members, no tattoo policy is still a norm across the country. But is it legal? That's a question that hasn't been asked much before, until one Japanese lawyer named Keira Adachi shared his thoughts on the matter with Nico Nico News. Uh, In general, it's up to stores and accommodations whether or not they allow people to use them because they are private facilities. However, refusing service to anyone with a tattoo is unreasonable discrimination, and in the near future it may be treated as possibly going against Article 14 of the Constitution and public orders and morals. Now, this is the Japanese Constitution, not to be confused with the American one. Uh, Article 14 of the Japanese Constitution is all about equality and how discrimination based on political, economic, or social relations on account of race, creed, sex, social status, caste, or national origin is illegal. Do tattoos fall under one of those categories? Keita argues that it doesn't even necessarily matter. Either way, he says, the reality is that there will be people who see tattoos as unpleasant, 
So hot springs could lend out swimwear, towels, or other coverings for them. They already do this for guests who want to cover up surgical scars or burns, so it doesn't make sense to not allow it for the same guests with tattoos. This also adds benefit of making foreigners more comfortable as they're not used to bang bathing naked with others. Kata's argument does make some sense logically, but culturally it may still be lacking as evidenced by the reaction of Japanese netizens online. This is Japan, so they should respect Japanese culture of tattoos representing criminals and not wanting to bathe with criminals, just like we would respect their culture if we went to their countries. The tattoo ban is a ban on Yakuza. It's not the Japanese hate the Jap that the Japanese hate foreigners' tattoo culture. We just hate the Yakuza. Mm -hmm. Stop trying to dilute Japan's culture. I mean, someone with a tattoo can just go to a private bath. The ban is only at ones where you bathe with others. Tattoos being a sign of criminal, Yakuza, or idiot is super helpful. I say we keep the system as it is. Rather than us being understanding to them, they should be understanding to us. Uh, from the netizens' reactions, it still seems that by and large, tattoos are seen as negative. Despite what some netizens say, however, tattoos do affect people's lives in more than just this way. Uh, is this something that will ever or change with time? It's hard to say, but one thing's for sure, when the 2020 Tokyo's Olympics come around, mentioned that before, the onsen that allowed tattooed customers will be getting a lot of business. Um, and having done multiple stops at onsen, I am not a tattooed person, um, but I know from experiences, if you want a better experience with it, you can look up Simon and Martina on YouTube. They are both tattooed folks, and they go through in depth how one would use a traditional onsen or a private bath or go to a Ryukan hotel with tattoos. They have much better coverage on it. They've been living in Japan for a while. But in general, yes, you are very naked. You are mm -hmm. naked as your birthday suit. You are naked as the day you were born. So everybody's going to see everything, okay? <laughs> there are very rare occasions where I went to a... Uh, co-ed bath with my husband at a Ryukan and we were able to sit and it was on the ocean it was beautiful and we had robes that we were able to wear in the onsen but in general that is not the norm so yeah yeah like some fat white <clears throat> like some fat white foreigner is going to be considered be thought of as a member of the Yakuza I mean Yakuza have syndicates in different countries. That's mm -hmm. how you. That's how you do business. I mean, if you watch Hawaii Five O, you'll probably figure that out by the time you hit like season five, I believe. Uh, I don't and watch there's a lot of TV, so. And there's an anime called Was it Back Back Street Bogdan? Girls? Back Street oh. Girls, yeah. And and that talks. I mean, like it talks about it comically, but it is like an applied normative thing of like. Italian mafia, Greek mafia are probably connected to the Yakuza in some way. Please don't come for me. Um, but yeah, they, 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 they do talk. And, and baths have been a place where that kind of nefarious stuff happens. So baths, saunas, you know. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, there's a movie called The Road to Perdition with Tom Hanks. He mentions his kid. They go to the go to the church. He said, "Not this church, the other church, because you have, the, I think, the Irish mob and the Catholic mob, and just like, wow, this, yeah." But you know, anywho, um, you know, I think I will take the second story. Have fun with that one. 
I, I think I will. Because in this one, a high schooler forced to quit school sues the Kumamoto Prefecture for one yen. Now, basically, there, as the story goes, school is supposed to be a place where you learn in peace, teamwork skills, put together your social life, and kind of get your shit together, you know, as an adult. But it doesn't really happen, because there's always been bullying within the schools that causes more issues. Now, an ex-student is labeling Seisei, Sei Seiko High School in the P Kumamoto Prefecture as one of these schools that doesn't do their job as they're supposed to. Claiming corrupt traditions that, that cost him his education. Sei Seiko, a prefecture public high school, is a well-regarded school due to its long history, but the male student in question states that it is also home to archaic and unpleasant traditions that are tantamount to bullying. He made a complaint stating that he and other new students were taken to the school's cheerleading team on the school's rooftop immediately after the inauguration ceremony in April 2017. When they got there, they were forced to sing the school's song at the top of their lungs for a half hour. Later that same, yep, later that same month, he had another first year at the tennis club were forced to have their hair to be, they were forced to have a buzz cut at, by third year students saying it's a school tradition. So, he quit the tennis club and became too depressed to attend school. This led him to being withdrawn from the school May of last year as he was unable to proceed into the second year. He has since transferred to a correspondence high school that he can attend from home and in September last year he filed a complaint and is suing the former high school. According to the student, strong pressure he received from the upperclassmen is a peculiar hazing ritual common in the school going back 100 years known as SHIME. S-H-I-M-E. His lawyer stated that while it's rare for unwritten rules as these to be taken to court, it was time to stop the following tradition uncritically. Basically, hazing. He chided the school for failing to address the student's withdrawal from the withdrawal despite being fully aware of the cause. Now, the case against the prefecture, if it's successful, will only net a student a single yen. And according to his mother, the reason is he is not here to make money. He wants the school to reevaluate the shim or shime custom and apologize for the harm being done. The prefecture took a combative stance against the case, saying there was no relation between the student's claim and his failed attendance and ultimately withdrawal from school, meaning the school's response was appropriate. Kumamoto's prefecture statement then explained why they were confirming the facts of the claim, say Seiko High itself has elected to leave all the discussion of the matter to the prefecture. Online classes to, to oh, no, I'm sorry. Online responses to the case tend to support the student and many hold a palpable disdain for the school's customs. Commenters likened the education system to a military facility and expressed surprise that the schools were still likely in this modern day. As one person said, the reality is that there are many schools like this all over the place. Students subject to such power structures can feel very helpless, so it's heartening to see more Japanese youth take a stand against harmful practices, especially ones that have been allowed to thrive for over a century. 
So basically, no more bullying, no more hazing. This student is not taking it anymore. And even the, the, the and even if the case does get ruled in his favor, I really doubt they're going to uh, understand what he was doing yep. or why he was doing it. Something like that. It's crazy. <clears throat> All right, Ari, bring it on home. Mayonnaise Man, oh my God, I hate this name already. <laughs> on the morning of October 11th in Ibitsu City, Hokkaido Prefecture, a young woman on the way to high school and dressing uniform was approached by a 39-year-old man who suddenly spit salad dressing onto the girl's outfit, soiling it. The victim reported the assault to the police and were able to track down and arrest the suspect, partly thanks to DNA evidence present in this batter of the dressing. Mm. The man said to admit the crime, Coley telling him, I thought I would find a high school girl in dirty uniform before going into work. It's so hard to squeeze in a felony assault into a busy work day. Mm. <laughs> Although this has not been confirmed, the, custody, the suspect in custody shares the name Suyoshi Furusawa with that of the enormous mayonnaise man, a then 32-year-old Sapporo man who terrorized schoolgirls by splattering them with mayo in 12 different incidents in 2012. And they both happened in Hokkaido, so both perhaps have the same name and age. He gave the same motive as simply wanting to make uniforms dirty. It seemed awful a lot like Mayonnaise Van is back to his old ways, just with dressing. And we have netizens, you know, like two strikes are enough for this guy, threw the book at him. Since it's a second offense, of course, we'll probably go harder on him. I wonder if we'll switch to salt next time. Go for mayonnaise dressing seems like a step down. Don't encourage this motherfucker. <laughs> Drink and clean up. I didn't never want to wear that uniform again. <clears throat> Is there a zero island we could just drop this guy off zone somewhere? Yikes. So he did it like Greg Kabuki. It's time to start using those GPS bands like they have in other countries for these people. In the highly likely event that dressing man is in fact mayonnaise man, this does raise the question of how to deal with such a person. Locking a guy up for years of spitting sauce seems excessive despite how nasty it is. On the other hand, he clearly can't control himself and needs some sort of leash until thermist man can crack that nut. Wow. I immediately saw mayonnaise man. I'm like, oh, God. He's in legal Florida, man, isn't he? And yeah, Florida, like, Japan is the Asian of Florida, so... Um, did we lose Ichigo? I think we did. I think her can I think her set network setting kind of went DOS boot. If, if you're in our chat room, her computer shut down without giving her a heads up. Her machine blue screen, so that's why it stuck like that. In regards to that story, Ari, I just have one thing to say. What? Dressing man, dressing man, does whatever a dressing man can. <laughs> Stop the pain, please. <laughs> and remember, mayonnaise man hates dressing man. <laughs> Oh, God, I dealt with enough pain for one night. <laughs> Come on, I know I couldn't have been the only person thinking of Triangle Man. Come on. 
Um, between us, I think you are because I don't know what, who or what that is. So. Oh, you've never heard of oh, Triangle Man by They Might Be Giants? No. All right. I, I think you probably heard it. You Just go on YouTube and look up They Might Be Giants, Triangle Man. When you hear it, you'll probably, you'll, you'll, you'll know it. <laughs> okay, but, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll look, do that later on. I actually want to do a My Hero Academia AMV to that. That's going to be fucking hilarious. So, anywho, unfortunately, Ichigo has gone the way of Windows 7 temporarily. So, I think she'll be back or she'll be going away to work on more stuff. We're going to go ahead and start wrapping the show. So, if you like tonight's show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We are independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So, what we tell you what we like and don't like, we're being straight up with you about that. So, spread the word about Anime Jam Session. If you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Don't forget to check out our website, AnimeJamSession.com, where you will find links to our weekly podcast. You also find links to our YouTube page for for convention coverage, our Facebook page with all of our convention photos and much more. You also find on our main page convention reviews, uh, anime reviews, cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, and editorials and other cool uh, Easter eggs around. That's all that at AnimeJamSession.com. Now, if you want to take us on the go, any podcast app you can find, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, just search Anime Jam Session. You'll find all 400 plus episodes available for you to listen from when we first started out sounding like something to now where we sound something better than something. So definitely check us out on there. And also, those apps will allow, does have the option to leave reviews, so drop a review. We'd like to hear about it. We'd love that. Alright, um, don't forget you can find us on social media. YouTube.com, Twitter.com, and Facebook.com. All that's Anime Jam Session. To everybody that follows us on these other social media sites, thank you so much. We could not do the show without you. We appreciate your love and support. So I guess where I'm going to kick it over to Ari for last words. Last words, my friend. I spent a stupid amount of money on copies and faxing earlier this morning in preparation for tomorrow, so I'd really like, just like to go to bed for now. My last words, I think I'm going to sit down and play some more Mario Kart 8. I'm enjoying it. I like the sticks on the Switch, but anyway. Um, Ichigo's last words would be, thank you for having me. Uh, definitely check out my work. And she does amazing stuff. So that is it. End of list. We're going to get up on out of here. We'll be back with a brand new episode next week. And then we'll have our Christmas special. And we'll be out for about two weeks. So I'm Ranma. And I'm Ari. Okay. And over there in the frozen corner is Ichigo. She looks like she's she's plotting something serious over there. So I ain't going to mess with her. <laughs> and I think that's it. Is it? I think that's it. I think we're done here. So, yeah. I'm Ranma. And I'm Ari. Great fight. Great night. 
See you next week. Good night, everybody. All right, I guess, Ari, you have to do it this week. So say good night, Ari. Good night, Ari, man. <laughs> Why did I have an odd feeling you would do something like that? <laughs> All right. Good night, y'all. We're out of here. whipped in this episode for now the views opinions and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole but we're still right damn it for transcripts of this episode start typing check us out at animejamsession.com and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming jamatane <laughs> <laughs>